Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Whoa, whoa. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heavens. On Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, <laughs> hey, man. Got to give a big shout out to one of our listeners. It's kind of funny uh, when people, I guess, get a chance to finally have our beer, Mike. And one of our listeners did. We retweeted it because uh, if you go to certain places where it's on tap, it is called Hey Man, um, you can have it on draft. And one of our listeners said, man, Duke Bell, I just got a chance to, to try your beer. And this is from Just Life. Uh, that is his Twitter handle. And he says, uh, not bad at all. Thank you. It's been out since 2018. Yes. Um, <laughs> he was over at uh, one of the three. I'm not sure which location in Athens, but the Blind Pig had us on draft. with our. We got our, uh, again, you can see our draft beer. We got the poll with our faces on it and the logo. Uh, here's what I love. On man. the tap. Blue Moon is next to us. Uh, Sweetwater's next to us. Mike, we're right there. We're, we're right. right there in the middle. Um, but just like, man, thank you. So I want to give him a big shout out. Also, before we get into some Falcon stuff, um, we just got an answer, okay, because Mike and I, we weren't there in right. attendance, but Mike was talking about this in Guy Talk with Cam Newton and the fight that broke out, and a gentleman hit us up. Yeah, Derek, a couple guys hit us up on the text line echoing his sentence, but Derek uh, follows us on Twitter. It was a seven-on-seven tournament. said it wasn't kids that went after Cam Newton. It was grown men. said it was about a social post about the team. Uh, he goes, uh, you know, grown men mentoring kids. These guys missed an opportunity to teach the kids about de-escalation, point blank. Yeah, it was, like, it was embarrassing for everybody involved. I'm sure Cam's embarrassed by it, too. But, I mean, the last thing that should be happening at an event like that, and, and, and on the video it looked like it was young teenagers, but it's not. He said it was grown men. All right, there it is. Uh, somebody says something about somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Silly. Hey, man, let's talk about what's going on with the Falcons because we talked to our buddy Steve Weish. Uh, you'll hear the interview coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, but I want you to hear a couple of things that he had to say to us from NFL Network. One of them is the options we have at quarterback. Guys, this is a big week. Combine is this week. Mike, again, tell our listeners who's going to be there throwing and who won't be. Yeah, we first uh, first guy that name dropped was on Sunday that Jaden Daniels is not going to throw. And, and now, I don't read too much into it. And I was hoping as a Falcon fan that's looking for a quarterback, we get to see everybody do the same stuff. And there's a true test, right? Yes. But a lot of these guys don't want to throw to receivers they have not thrown it to before because not knowing their timing makes them look bad if the ball's not obviously caught. So guys would prefer to throw to their own receivers at their own pro day and so Caleb Williams will also not throw at the uh, NFL combine so two of the top three prospects depending on who you talk to will not throw and then Michael Penix because his stock took a bit of a hit in the championship game will throw in the combine now tomorrow we'll get a chance to hear from Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris both are up at the combine along with other coaches on our staff front office folks 
Uh, they'll be there all week, but they'll be on Andy and Randy, and we'll get a chance to hear what they had to say later in our show tomorrow. So make sure you tune in to hear what they're talking about as they head to the combine. Here's Steve Weiss talking about the options we have. I was told even before we had Terry on the show that they were going to be aggressive going to get their quarterback. So to me, the aggression is moving up in the draft to get a guy they like. Now, are you going to be able to get one of the top three teams to come off the pick? Because they all need quarterbacks. So what does that mean? It probably means getting up to four where Arizona is just so nobody can leapfrog you if they decide to do that. I don't think Someone like Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins is the first option. I don't know. I don't have any science that mm-hmm. Jerry Fontenot sure didn't make me feel like that was the case. Um, I think all things are on the table, though. I think they understand they've got a roster that is playoff worthy. They just got to upgrade a quarterback. And again, my first inclination is that they're going to go out and try to get a young guy. But if that doesn't work, then maybe they make a move for a veteran if one's available. That's the predicament. Because Chicago may decide to make a move for Justin Fields quickly, or when free agency starts, somebody may make a move for Kirk Cousins quickly. So then that really narrows things down for the draft, because just the the veteran free agents and players available for the trade, even including Russell Wilson, takes a step down. This is a very finite amount of time, Mm -hmm. and you can get squeezed out, meaning – if you wait too long, and to Steve Weish's point, and teams are whoop, all in on right. this, and all of a sudden the bidding begins, and and we're we're out of this, Mike, and, and a team makes a deal, then that takes this this whole scenario off the table. Now you're forced, okay, to say, all right, we're, we're in the draft, regardless if we really wanted to be or not, because you cannot get squeezed out of this situation. For him to say the aggression will be going up and drafting their quarterback, and Lana, are you cool with that? You feel good about that? Mm. Do you? The guy that I want, and you just laid it out, I don't want to be settling for anything at this stage. You know, I mean, look, we should have, whatever you think of Fields, we probably should have rolled the dice on him, and maybe things would have been different at four. The Pitts thing still makes no sense. Hopefully Pitts gets back on track. But, yeah, go get the guy. Get the guy that lights it up. Look, as I said this earlier, when when you made the move back in 2001, you found out Mike Vick was coming here. The city's like, that can't be real. You know, one of the most electrifying players. And a year ago, Caleb Williams was the most electrifying player. He just taken a bit of a hit because last year was a strange year for USC. They underperformed. LSU, though, for me, I don't even need to get the number one. I want Jaden Daniels. <laughs> I want Jaden Daniels. What really interests me is the, the rumors that are out there. Would the Bears perhaps trade their ninth pick with the uh, and trade Justin Fields to the Patriots and then take over their third pick? And then they can go wide receiver or offensive tackle. So they'd have Caleb Williams and the best tackler, the best wide receiver, Maserati, Marvin Harrison. And that's interesting. And then all you have to do if you're the Falcons is get up to four, get yeah. past the Giants, and you can get whatever you want. You could get what you want if, if that deal was to take place. Right. Um, let's hear what Steve Weiss had to say about Russell Wilson. Mm. Are you guys in on Russ? Here's Steve Weiss. It's a great question. I mean, it's – I mean, on both fronts. Because you look at the roster, it is a young roster, right? Mm. And – Seven or eight years ago, you say, okay, Russ is a leader of that roster. Well, he had a young roster in Denver for the most part. A lot of those guys weren't buying in. So, you know, they, this is where Terry Fontenot and, and Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson and everyone there, they've got to really have a pulse on the character of their locker room. Like, is Russ perfect? Like, they don't need him to lead because they've got guys there who can do that. Jesse Bates, maybe. I, I don't know. But – 
you know, again, that's where you just have to say which is the perfect guy to come in here who can who can not only just play, but who can also get us over the hump because you just want to get to the playoffs or do you want to contend with, with upcoming teams like Detroit, Green Bay, San Francisco's not going anywhere. So that's what you also have to factor you know, into all of this as well. Russell Wilson. Um, listen, we give you all the options. We talk about it all the time. We're not going to leave anybody out because you're a personal bias. Steve brings up a valid point, though. When you talk about how you evaluate this situation with him and whether you want to get in on that, um, again, the salary cap has gone up, guys. Right. A lot of the stuff that maybe you thought, how are we going to pay him, becomes a little bit easier with the numbers going up. Right. So that is also a part of this conversation. Now. Russell Wilson, if you could uh, get some kind of a sweetheart. Now, I, Chris, the way I read it, it's one year, then because he's uh, the Broncos be paying him $38 million to not be there, and you could try to cut your own deal for under two mil or whatever because he's already getting that compensation, and he, you get him up to 40 mil, and then you're good to go. You don't only have him for one year, then you renegotiate. I don't, I don't know what the, the, law, the end game is. I'm like, if you could lock him in for two years, I like it. But there's been some talk about that. And then uh, I'm going to need you to take you out that latex, Carl. <laughs> you guy talk. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's – if you Carl just laid it out. If you get past whatever your perception of Russell is that he's a cheese ball who tries too hard, you know. What's our, what's our buddy Ben Albright's line from Denver? Toxic positivity? Toxic positivity, you know. Sure, guys, I know we're down 49 nothing, only six minutes left, but we can get this. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but I, I do know that there's still some gain left in that dude's body. And he's got big game experience. He's won a ring. Should have won two. I agree. I knew we threw the slant, but they should have ran the ball in the first place. Yeah, that wasn't his ball. I mean, I, look, let's play calling, right? I'm trying to make this play. I'm going to do what you're asking me to do. But, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Look at the sideline and go, what the hell? I mean, like, that, I'm, I'm going to run the <laughs> right. play. So, right. uh, as far as Baker Mayfield, what? Baker I, I asked, I asked Mayfield. Steve about Baker because he's out there potentially, Carl. Okay. Steve Weiss, what about Baker Mayfield here in Atlanta? I tell you what, if he's available the first day of free agency, I could see I could see Atlanta being played with Baker Mayfield. And and I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, he he played in a system like Zach Robinson, remember when he came right. to LA and he was really good. I mean, he came in with four or five games left, started on a week's worth of practice and was really good. And and I think what Dave Canales did with him down in Tampa last year, his confidence now is is probably where it should be. So I, I think Baker Mayfield would actually be an excellent fit. I don't know if it's going to happen, but Tampa, if they want to compete and roll with it one more time with that roster that they have, which is aging, they better lock him up because first day of free agency, he might be gone. There you go. Now the big question. Man, I don't want no Baker Mayfield <laughs> See, here. But here's the deal. He looked like. Come on, man. You got bad Baker when we beat them in Tampa Bay. Then Baker came up here and looked like good Baker yeah. when, he, when he smoked us up here at Mercedes-Benz and was running around making plays. That's what a brother just said in his car. I don't want no <laughs> Baker Mayfield here. Baker Mayfield's a buster. Russell's a buster. Well, then who do you want? Because Justin Fields, guys, his numbers are slightly better than Desmond Ritter's. So, I mean, that's where, oh, it's, at. That's where it's at from stop, last year. Stop. No, I'm just, we, did, we look at the numbers. <laughs> stop it. No, that's, that's insulting. Come on, he's better than Desmond Ritter, and we know it. He's One, got Mitchell Trubisky-like numbers, well, Carl. Uh, hey, so be it. I still think he's better than Mitchell Trubisky. With that said, yeah. there's no guarantee. 
I know where you guys were at Friday. Yeah. I, there's no guarantee. <laughs> it was fields free. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, obviously. <laughs> fields free man, zone, Carl. I, 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 fields I'm, free you zone. You know what? That's why people were like, man, you need to call in. I'm like, for what? What is going on? <laughs> I said Carl will have his chance to speak his piece on Monday. <laughs> yes. I said Carl was going hashtag bring him home. I said hashtag no way. <laughs> so it was a fields but, free but, Friday. Yeah, and, I, and now I know where you guys were. Turtle was leading the, the, the charge here. Hey, uh, but, but as far as, you know, uh, and we don't know if they're going to go there. Mm. I like the fact that Steve Weiss is saying, listen, the first option in, in what he is hearing and understanding is draft. Right. That's where we need to be. Steve is hearing we're not trading. I think General Jeremiah is kind of hearing the same stuff. That's where we need we're to gonna be. We're going to go. Now, General Jeremiah had us go and get McCarthy at eight because he'd be there. Weiss and other guys are saying we go and get up in this. And I heard, I, just like that latex, we'll go and get up in this, Carl, <laughs> in this draft. I'm down with it. Let's go get the guy. Thanks, Orr, for flying. For following along, I want the best young player that's going to be here for 10, 12 years, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, again, <laughs> if you're going to do this, do it. Don't sit around and right. wait to see who's there, and then we're picking the third or fourth or maybe even the fifth best guy. I don't want that. Because you said it. We mentioned on Friday the cap is going up. It's the biggest cap number in its history. We've got $41 million approximately before we restructure some guys. So you could – I, I don't want to say Rams light – because we try to do that with Golden State with the Hawks. But the idea, Carl, is you could say the picks because you've got a good core and you would have enough co- uh, salary control. Well, you could you could go and go I, beef up your D-line, beef up your corner, what the other things you need that you're not going to get with those first and two picks. Correct. Here, here's how you look at this. Are you a quarterback away? Are you? Because that's what everybody told yep. me last season. Right. We're quarterback away. If we're quarterback away, then go get the quarterback and make the move to go get him. Coming up, strong arm story of the day is next on Sports Radio 929 the game. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The strong arm story of the day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Last night, the Hawks were shorthanded, and they will be without their star for the next four weeks at least, maybe longer. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Orlando came into town last night, um, and Mike, no Trey Young. The peaky finger on his left hand. Right. Is By that, the way, it's now they're, they're calling it like the number five finger. Number five finger. Is pinky now no good? Well, I'll tell you this. Is that political correctness? Because it infers like, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. what it's just, How, how do, do we get away from pinky? But if I do my hand like this yeah. and you said that, is it the thumb? Without calling it the thumb? If I do my hand like yeah. this. We were talking about this last night. I'm like, so yes, but it's the pinky finger. Ligaments torn. He's going to have right. surgery tomorrow. But I'm with you. I'm like, why don't just say pinky well, finger? I mean, I think I look at the hand as like Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. It's the thumb and four fingers. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just the pinky finger. But I, I just didn't know how the pinky died, uh, if that was no longer a phrase in use by – it just seemed funny that the Hawks would have to issue a communique. The number five finger, you mean the pinky. Anyway, but Trey – and the question now is, if he's going to be out for four weeks, then by the, if the team has not shown any improvement beyond stuck in the play-in game, do you bring him back? DeJounte Murray last night almost had a triple-double. 25, mm. 11 assists, nine rebounds. Um Sadiq Bay, Jalen Johnson, you had five guys in double figures last night, Mike. And, you know, we put up our poll question, and it's interesting because um, we were just talking about this today as far as 
does this team play differently when Trey's not there? And we said, go vote at Dukes and Bell 929, and a lot of you have, by the way. And we simply asked you um, about this, and a lot of people, Mike, believe it or not, are saying, no, 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 no. This is Trey's team. There's no debating that, okay? But when you look at how the team played last night, and again, that's a good Orlando team. Now, they didn't have Paolo. He was out last night. He was sick. Their, their star and, and, and Ben yeah, Carroll. No, no Ben Carroll. It's a different ballgame. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really good. But the fact is, we didn't have Trey. So, I want you to hear Quinn Snyder, first of all, t- talk about this Trey Young injury. Um, because, again, surgery tomorrow, and then we'll just have to wait it out and see. But there may be a chance we might not see him the rest of the season, or at least the regular season. Here's Coach. Well, you know, you feel awful for Trey more than anything. You know, hopefully – the recovery process will go quickly. You know, there's certain things that it's hard to set an exact timeline on and just more than anything, get him a full recovery. And as I said, just knowing the competitor that he is, you know his history, playing games. And it's going to be a challenge for him not to be able to be out there. Yeah, so um, that's first and foremost because he doesn't miss games. We know that. I don't care what you think about it. It's not injuries. It's, he doesn't like, do that. Now, DeAndre Hunter, part of the reason we, we dog out DeAndre Hunter is how much time he's missed in his career as a Hawk, as a, as a fourth overall pick. That is, to your point, not Trey's problem. By the way, DeAndre Hunter, we'll give credit where credit's due. Last four games, he's averaging 21 points on the button. He's playing well. 47% from three for the entire month. Yeah, Again, the, the, this is the stuff – Look, we bust balls, guys, but it's not like we're just busting balls to bust balls because the guy has been a disappointment. When you pick top five, you're expected to be an all-star. And he's now, you know, hopefully he continues to do this and we, we can debate, you know, the merits of what an offense without Trey running it looks like and if that helps him, I don't know if there's any correlation with the two. But he's doing well. He is. And, they, and Quinn Snyder's got him coming off the bench, which gets us to Snyder answering the question, who's going to step up in Trey's absence? More than anything, get him a full recovery, knowing the competitor that he is. We lost Jalen. We've lost some guys. Let's control what we can control and guys step up. And we've got guys that are capable and prepared to do that. I believe in our team. Yeah, and, you know, we saw Kobe Bufkin get some minutes last night, Mike. Um, Hmm. But I think, to your point, if you're really talking about night in and night out, who needs to take up those 20 points? It's this guy. It's it's D. Hunter. He's the guy that can do it and has the ability to do it. And then if you get – you know, some stuff from, from, from Kobe and you get some extra uh, minutes from, from Matthews or some other guys, great. But these are the guys, your main guys have to play well. The poll, by the way, are the Hawks actually better with DeJounte Murray as the focal point of the team? Yes, numbers don't lie, or no way it's Trey's team. And no way it's Trey's team is, by the way, winning, which it should, because right. as Mike said, we're better with Trey. But you wonder at times, hey, why are we playing this way? Well, it's because DeJounte and Trey, and I told you guys this, right. Are similar. They're they're very similar in the fact that they need the ball. And when you see how they play, Dejounte a bunch of assists last night. Trey would have done the same thing, Mike. Right now, as we said, a win is a win. We're not going to apologize for one. But Bancaro brings a different dynamic to the front court. The uh, combination of Capella and Bruno Fernando combined for just wow, Bruno, uh, just eight. Wow, that's not many. Uh, not a lot of eight, eight offensive rebounds, fourteen defensive rebounds. That would have been different, obviously. If Bancaro's out there banging the boards and and you know taking to the glass, but we'll take it. Now, Sadiq Bey, you know, that's another guy. You know, I'd love to see if he could elevate some degree of consistency, too. That's right. why these guys, if everybody there, if Sadiq Bey goes for 18, if DeAndre goes for 20, then you all of a sudden you got something. You got something. But that's never happened. Not on a consistent basis with this team. All right, uh, DeJounte Murray, uh, are you making excuses about this now for huh? the next four weeks? No excuses. It's the NBA. Next man up. That's all I have to say. Play the right way, play together, have fun, and try to win basketball games. All right. Just asking. 
Next Curry. up, uh, you know who's here tomorrow, right? You guys know? John Collins. The Jazz are in town. <laughs> yeah, JC's back tomorrow. So, uh, well, is, is John, well, here's the thing with the front court a little banged up like it is. John going to go take it to the rack? What, is he going to go for 35? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, Bob. oh, my goodness, Nick, look at this. The prodigal son has returned. John Collins throwing it down. Thunderous jam. That's not great, Bob. I'll tell you what, Nick. John Collins playing like a man possessed. Yes, exactly right. The but, Baptist. And now here's Carl Dukes with our intermission report. <laughs> Carl, I don't want remember, Bob, the, the, the impressions are mine alone and are nowhere reflect the opinions of Carl Dukes now that he's a part of Valley Sports oh, South. It's all good. Bob, Bob's cool, man. He did tell me something about you, though. All right, coming up. <laughs> hey, by the way. I am joking. And real, and real quick, my buddy Bo Bach, who I used to work with. Because you I used said, to leave me messages in Bob's voice, which for years, Mike would do this, and it made me, no hack talent, and he, he'd make me laugh. Let's get out to the Cheetah. Uh, no, my buddy Bo, I used to work with my old radio station, uh, who's uh, semi-retired. He, w- he wanted to give kudos and tell Carl you're doing a great job on oh, TV, man. man you. And you Thank are. You. Thank you. doing a natural. A natu- Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Um, as we talk about the Hawks, though, guys, that it's interesting to see where this is going to go. And here's the thing. Mike and I have said this. If we're not in it, okay, mm-hmm. meaning, again, we, we may stay in the play-in, but, guys, we're in the 10th spot right now. There's a chance, Mike, we could fall out of this thing. We go to uh, New York later this week, right? They right. play Brooklyn twice. They got the Knicks. Knicks are playing great. By the way, did you see Gallinari in his first Knicks game? He hit five threes. Yeah, well, that's, you know, Andy Bunker used to joke around about good gallo, bad gallo. Yeah, and man. off the bench in New York with the weapons they've got, with that Villanova mix that they created, that's, see, he's a nice piece. If he gets on a streak and you know, does the bare minimum defense, that's right. That's, that's what you right. Need. Yeah, but I, so my point is, we could be out of this if that's the case. We cannot get upset about them not running Trey back out there because, again, there's no reason to. And Mike, I said this to start the show, and, and I mean this. I don't know what happens this offseason with the Hawks. Somebody's getting traded. I don't know who it is. Somebody right. is. And whether it's DeJounte or whether Trey and these rumors we heard at the All Star break where, hey, you know, Trey may get moved mm-hmm. and he may go to the Lakers or whatever. Something's going to happen, and I just feel like the Hawks, Mike, if we're out of this thing, and I hope we're not, they're not going to do anything to jeopardize either one of these guys, specifically right. a guy coming off of an injury. Because we had talked about the trade with the, uh, you know, with the Spurs. You know, if you could get DeJounte to continue to – look, as I said, if DeJounte wins – got 25 games left. If we win like 20 out of 25, which isn't going to happen. But if it did – 18 out of 25? Well, then you could have a conversation about our, well, out of well, then all of a sudden, I know there's some guys out there that trade fans. 16 fans, out of 25. Well, I mean, we've got to draw your line in the sand. It better be like a <laughs> 750 win percentage. But no, but then you, then you say, okay, then you, if DeJounte establishes himself as the man and the two-ball dominant – Guards, as you pointed out, it's never going to work, and it never did. And then you trade Trey because you could you could get everything for Trey. Now you'd have to sit and wait for it to develop, you know, as far as draft picks, and unless you find a way that now here's the could thing: could you flip those picks though to go trade for somebody That's, in the league? Do we currently? know? Do we know if this front office is capable of doing that? We haven't seen. They it. couldn't even add. Some, we haven't seen. They it. couldn't even add some defensive strength to the trade deadline for a second rounder this yeah. time. We haven't seen it. To your point, I mean, no right. big blockbuster deals have been pulled off. Doesn't mean that Landry Fields and company, right. uh, you know, Kyle Corver are not capable. Yeah. We just haven't seen. Now, it. personally, I think what you saw here last night is is a nice win. But again, over the over the course of the remainder of the season, you're going to see why you're a much better team with Trey Young than you are without him. Yeah. And anybody who thinks otherwise, I think you've – Look, I agree. you just I don't agree. like Trey if you think that's the case. No, no doubt. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. You can text us. Let us know how you're feeling. We are going to talk about our Braves. We're going to go around the yard. Um, 
a lot of young guys looking good. Uh, mm-hmm. Jerry Kelnick. Uh, we're going to talk about Chris Sale. We're also going to talk about Money Michael Harris as well because he got off to a crazy start last year, and he said he learned some things. I thought it was very interesting what he talked about over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that as we go around the yard with the Braves. Six o'clock hour, guys. You'll hear the full Steve Weiss interview. Guys, uh, Mike, people are wigging out. I think they're liking the fact that Steve Weiss said <laughs> – I was told the Falcons will be aggressive, and their aggression will be going up and drafting their quarterback. I think people are like yes. all over this. We got money to spend now. Don't have all the money in the world. Obviously, the Jets and the the Commanders have got a ton of loot, but we got some decent coin to address edge rush, corner things you won't be able to do, Carl, with those first and second rounders. You're not going to have anytime soon. Go get that quarterback that's going to put fannies in the seats and electrify the city. All right, we're coming back. We'll go around the yard next and talk about our Braves on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. For around the yard with your Atlanta Braves on Dukes and Bell. He gets greeted rudely by Ronald Acuna Jr. It is gone. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Mike and I were saying this season is going to be difficult from this standpoint. It has nothing to do with the Braves. But just from a fan standpoint, let's just get to September. <laughs> right. I, I, and Mike said right. this to me, and I'm I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Listen, we know we're going to have a good club, and we're going to talk about what, what Freed did today and talk about Money Harris and, you know, again, who we look to have spring, uh, strong springs. But that that's the thing. Like, after last year, especially the last two years, that bad taste in our mouth by the Phillies, we know we're going to be good. I'm just ready to get back to September and, like, see where this goes. But we got to go through the process, and that's the long 162-game season. We get it. But it's just like, man, Mike, I'm with you. Like, I wish we could just fast forward and say, who are we playing in the playoffs? Now, again, I still want to enjoy my, you know, Saturday and Sunday. I don't get to make – I can never make first pitch from where we are, but make the, you know, weekend games and get up to the battery and have a blast and all the great food and the fun and the shenanigans with my boys up there. I got a bunch of buddies with season ticks. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, that's 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 – baseball is a soundtrack to your summer. And, And, guys, are so excited. I know a bunch of my buddies are down there at Northport right now having fun. They like Venice, by the way. It's a whole new area for People a lot of Braves fans. That. Yeah. It's kind of, if I was on his Venice floor, it's kind of like a sleepy little area in Nokomis down there, but a lot of folks are digging the vibe. And it's funny. I was like, I'm about to think about putting some. Putting some money down on some land down here. Well, that's why they that's why they let the baseball stadium get the deal for the Braves to come that's down right. there. That's right. Let's get you guys interested. Uh, today, Grant McCauley telling us our best baseball man in town. Max Free, two innings pitched, nobody on base, zero runs, two strikeouts. AJ Minter, one inning, uh, two strikeouts. Tyler Matzik uh, with a clean sheet and one inning of work as well. He's back. Matzik is back, baby. Nutsack. Uh, right again, one of the uh, key members of the night shift. Uh, Marcelo Ozuna. Ozuna from the Braves. Uh, one for one with a walk and Forrest Wall one for one with a home run. Okay. Tomorrow, by the way, Chris Sale makes his Atlanta debut against the Pirates. Yeah, and um, again, I hope he has a clean sheet. I hope he goes a couple of innings and and shows you know, hey, I'm feeling good. He says he feels good, but it is spring and again, they're working on a lot of things. Mike, is there one guy that you think uh, that that could build on the spring? I think Chris Sale is one of those guys. Like, if he has a really good spring with the injury history, I think we'll feel a lot better going into the season. If he struggles in the spring, Mike, it's going to give us pause as like, eh, I'm not sure about – I feel good. I think Chris Sale and both Jared Kelnick are going to be just fine. And I think Kelnick's the one – I know that Chris was doing – he was filling in last week at night talking about, you know, he's, we're worried can this guy just plug in from Seattle and just hit it. Well, two things. New approach. Now, everyone just – it's funny because everyone hits us up on the text line. Well, just have Chipper work with him. Well, it's not always that simple. <laughs> you know, the guy's got to be able to do it. But Chipper has certainly tweaked, you know, Austin Riley, and he's helped, you know, Mike Hires, a bunch of guys. Yeah. But – yeah, hope that being surrounded by a better lineup. And I know the only question, I guess, if there's a question going into this, other than can we get uh, fast forward right to the season, is how the lineup will work 
And I know that some people saw that Braves-Baltimore uh, lineup today and said, oh, okay, that could be it. Acuna leading off. Yeah. Ozzie in the two-hole. Okay. Riley third. Get me excited. Matt Olson. Ozuna from the Braves, betting uh, as DH. Michael Harrison, center. Travis Darno, Kelnick bats eighth, and Orlando Arcia bats ninth. So moving Money Harris up in the lineup, which they experimented with at the end of last year. All right, let's talk about Money Harris for a second because he said from last year he learned a couple of things. And he said uh, that he learned how to deal, obviously, with adversity. But he also said, Mike, I now know I can come out of these things. Remember, he was slumping bad. And everybody was like, do we put him on the bench? Remember, we had this conversation. What do we do? Everybody was kind of freaking out. What did Snit do? Nothing. Mm-hmm. He allowed him to play every day. He allowed him to continue to work, get at bats. And he said it gave me a lot of confidence. Michael Money Harris talking about, you know, how the season started. So June 11th, people forget this. He was hitting 190 right. last year. And we're okay? all looking at that contract going, uh-oh. The rest of the way, he hit 333 with a 906 OPS. He came out of it and was great throughout the course of the season. He started slow, but that was the deal. And so I think that's important, man, as we look at Kelnick. We got to be patient. This is what I was telling Chris a while back. We got to be patient. I don't expect him. And here's the other thing. I don't, he, I don't need Kelnick. It'd be nice. Right. I don't need him to hit 35 home runs, Mike. We got enough power on this team. Just be productive in the big, high-stress right. leverage <laughs> situations, okay? Man on first and third, I need a run. Give me a give me a base knock. Hey, we just go get Azuna over there. Ozuna was sprinkled the Mary, ma- the magic Azuna <laughs> dust on Harris. Guys, remember he goes, "Hey man, remember, you have the potential to be one of the best players in the league. It all starts tonight." Well, that first at bat, and it changed. It. So we haven't gone to Kelly. It changed. And he goes, he goes, Kelnick, look at you, man. You were a teenager. You <laughs> won the home run MLB stars contest years ago. Unleash. That Kelnick, not the one who crapped out for the Mets and stunk in Seattle. <laughs> no, we need you to be that. the don't best. Don't add that. Don't add that. <laughs> to be the best version of you, the Atlanta Braves. Kelnick, thank you. I'm Ozuna from the Braves. Braves manager Brian Snicker on Michael Money Harris. He says, "I give Michael credit for hanging with himself." All I'm saying is, no matter how it starts, it's how you finish. And for Kelnick, that is where I'm at. If he is struggling in June, and I'm hearing turtle in my ear, mm-hmm. get this guy out of the lineup. Because I know I will, I'm going to say you got to just stay with it. Now, pitching is different, Mike, because right. if you start off and you're struggling, sometimes that can get in your head. And, and that's why I said right. for Chris Sale, yes, I know he's a vet and he's been one of the best at times in this league, but I think coming off these injuries, he also has to get in his head that he can do this the way he wants mm-hmm. to do it. Right. And what did Bryce Elder learn from his uh, full first full season in the show? Everybody's going, just like you know Strider, we talked about Strider developing that third pitch. And, uh, you know, getting getting better and getting more guile in addition to just throwing that straight heat. What did, you know, Bryce Elder learn in the offseason? How I can process and be better right. and be, you know. Because remember, he wobbled before the All-Star break. I had the misfortune of being at that game down in Tampa Bay, which kind of started the slide. And then can he tighten that up? Because, you know, that's the question. Your fifth starter and then basically Kelnick and left. We did bring up, by the way, we were off on Friday. Just for blanks and giggles, the bench. Rosario is out there on the float, mm-hmm. and Adam Duvall is out there on the float. No you want to bring him back? Well, I tell you what. I know if you could do it, I, I think the longer they stay out there, the cheaper the price is, right? The price tag goes down. So I would think that, you know, Duvall, he feels he's basically – he's like an older version of what you're hoping Kelnick will be, right? Big slugging percentage, and yeah. hopefully Kelnick cuts down on the strikeouts. But defensively, Duvall's always been solid, and we know that Rosario is a, is a good, you know, utility piece. You don't like the bench right now? 
Chris brought it up on Friday. Chris, I bet he did. Chris, please repeat for Carl the information and the bum. I bet the list, he did. The list of bums you were throwing out there. Yeah, here's the problem. Your World Series contending team and your bench consists of Luis Guillorme, David Fletcher, Forrest Wall, and Eli White. Yeah. Bum. Major League bum. Experience. Bum. Bum. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Yeah. Come on. Why did you say white like that? Like Stewie had family guy. White. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, a couple of those guys have major league experience. They'll be in Gwinnett. They're making good money. Bum. They're going to be fine. Would yeah. you stop it? They'll be fine. This bench is going to be okay. Yeah. But what happens when it's May 3rd and you have a division game yeah. against the Phillies okay. and uh, Jared Kelnick is getting a much-needed day off oh. and Eli <laughs> – White, White is up in the bottom of the eighth inning with the bases loaded and two outs. He's going to come through. Come on, man. Yeah, man. He's going to come through. That's I'm what with, I'm with Turtle on this one. I see. I didn't realize because Duvall played for the Red Sox last year, but he's out there. So, I mean, that's a guy. If, I mean, $5 million, whatever it would take, whatever the money. I don't know. But that's a nice piece because he fits. He's already been in your in your, in your uh, in your organization. He was one of the clutch guys helped you win a World Series. I don't mind a guy like Duvall here. Would you guys trust double-A? I mean, that's what you're saying right now, Turtle. You're you are you are going against the grain against the he knows these guys and he knows what he's doing. You're worried about the bench right now? Seriously? Well, that's because you know here's the problem. That's why I said to Carl during the commercial break. There's really nothing to worry about with this no. team right now. The fifth starter and the left fielder. You know how many teams are going to spring trade right now with like ten holes in the lineup? We're gonna and the starting the pitching. fifth starter out and the bench will get resolved. And here's the deal. This is why I trust double A. Mr. White. If there is a need to go acquire somebody for bench help and bench back, he will. These aren't like two small kind. This is like the backup backup catcher or your your eighth man in the in the bullpen. Though, like a bench and your fifth starter are two. Those are like significant decent parts. spots on the yeah, significant, significant spots on the team. Honest, I'd rather have field. I'd rather have Terry Pendleton on the bench than these guys. <laughs> if I'm honest. Four words, Carl Dukes. What? World Series mm. or bust. bust. Uh, well, it's World Series. Minter has spoken. It's, it's World Series. Tyler Matzik's back, baby. Nutsack. Oh, yeah, man. man. And that I, gets me excited. But that's, but that's where we go. And by the way, I said this last week. I'll say it again. I don't even care about the stupid pennant. The, all those pennants on the wall, on the signs and everything. The only one that matters, I believe they're red, are the World Series ones. That's what we – so we can even win. The, the Phillies, the Mets, have won, the Marlins have come out of the wild card in this division. I don't even care. Just get hot in September. That's all that matters. Two years ago, they completely expended all their energy catching the Mets and had nothing left for the Phillies, and they had no pitching. And then this last year, the bats went cold, and, you know, you still needed more pitching up in Philly. So hopefully the pitching will hold up. And then Mr. McGurk will give Mr. <laughs> Anthopoulos the money to go get somebody better at the trade deadline if the guys we're talking about don't step up. Are you guys worried like the rest of this show? Not me. Right. Are you hearing this from Mike and Turtle and, and Orr? Are you guys worried about the bench and the fifth starter like this? Brace fans, help right. me out. 404-726-0929. You guys can text us. Let us know what you think. I'm just not. I'm not. No, guys. I mean, it's like somebody just gave you a Rolls Royce, but you, they forgot the gas cap. We got go. issues. We're there fine. There you go. Right. There you go. That's but it. You want a World Series, though, depending on a bench, though, right? He's right. You know, Carl. <laughs> Ozuna went. I mean, I see, right. uh, uh, Acuna so, went down, and that's so we had you want to see it because Jock of a bench. Okay, so, so that's what you're comparing this to. No, you're I'm just saying, saying that you've seen a bench. You've seen what a great bench does for right. this team. It does. It does. That, and the 21 team is an example. To you your betcha. point, okay. No Acuna. Some of its parts. Unbelievable bench, but that's right. It was a sum of all these guys. It was like six guys taken in for right. one. I'm just. I, I think we're going to be all right. Have you seen our lineup? Yeah, but Carl, the window. 
is now. He's right, you know. The window is now. Right. And are you going to waste another year of Acuna's prime before he wants his contract? How much, Mike, is he going to ask for? Acuna? How much is he? $500 million. <laughs> if I was repping him. By the way, I, if I was repping him, yes. I want half a billion dollars. You're the MVP. By the way, I was joking around last week. I, I said, I wonder how Soto's going to deal with New York. He's, he's already hit, like, tape measure shots out of spring training. He looks like he's pretty comfortable in pinstripes. Yeah, he didn't do jack in San Diego, but, yeah, he looks like. Right. Well, and he's got he's got maybe he's more comfortable there. Who knows? He, right. he's, you never know. That San Diego experiment did there not work. There was I mean, uh, clubhouse issues, apparently, in San Diego. Didn't work. Right. Well, well didn't uh, work. That's, that, that, that names it. All right, guys. By the way, I just thought of it, you know, based on the on the, <laughs> the bench that Car- he saw. Where's, uh, where's Sandoval? Go get Kung Fu Panda back. I saw he won a few games. He just for resigned us. with the Giants. Kung Fu Panda just resigned with the Giants. Kung Fu Panda got us Eddie Rosario. He did. Yes. He did. I mean, he won a couple of games for us, too. I right. just told Carl, Mike, we don't want no scrubs here, man. Uh-huh. No scrubs. <laughs> man, y'all are killing the bench. These dudes haven't even taken it one at bat yet. Some guy named Mr. White? White. Bum. I think I think you can pronounce it like Cool Whip to emphasize his lack of credibility on it as all a bench heard, player. All I heard was bump, 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 bump. All right, bump, bump. <laughs> Coming up, top three and six. We'll get you caught up on the latest guys, including what happened with Atlanta United this weekend, and we're gonna let you hear what Steve Weiss from NFL Network had to tell us about our quarterback situation in the six o'clock hour on Dukes and Bell. Bump. <laughs> Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 